Welcome to Multiclass Theater 4, The Voyage Home. Multiclass Theater uses Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition by Wizards of the Coast and contains adult language, fantasy violence, pop culture references, and story turns that have no regard for your emotions. Now settle in and enjoy the show. Last time. Desmond, Mist, Rotan, Silway, and Winley helped pick up some of the pieces left by their victory over Lord Starge, former tyrant of the Shrouded Isle. That victory left a power vacuum that could only be settled by reasoned conversation among the island's citizens. Uh, wait, no, it says here the Aarakocra challenged the witches to a sporting match with our heroes representing the witches by proxy. Sure. But they got their game faces on and won the game for Witch Queen Anka. Let's hope her OP stats extend to her ability to govern fairly. Also following the defeat of Lord Starge, the Shrouded Isle was freed from its curse of eternal Midwest weather. But in the process, the entire continent of Akvani was shifted to another plane. And it seemed to all be a part of Cat Sith's plan, using their pet warlock, Mist on the River, as, what else, a cat's paw. Now with the stage set for the next adventure, let's join our players on Multiclass Theater. But first... The Multiclass Sports Network is pleased to bring you this update on the inaugural season of the Akvani Scully League. The first week of league play has seen some fierce competition. The quarter's end Silver Sisters have squeaked out a narrow win over the Castle Starge Dreadguard. The Shadow Realm is having mixed success, with the Laz defeating the King's Servant Ghosts, but the Shadow Realm Dan's falling to the Half-Orcs. The Aarakocra haven't taken their loss in the interlude well, as the airy Birdbrains have been soundly defeated by the Redfield Jerks. And making a statement this week were the Sunport Tabashi, absolutely crushing the Roth Sheilas. We'll have updates for you as the season goes on. Now, let's get to the show. Three days have passed since you left the safe and secure harbors of New Egerton. The wind has been at your back, the weather mild, and you're enjoying life on the open seas. The group of you find yourselves on the deck, in small groups, mist writing in your journal perhaps, Winley playing with Cashew, talking with Gruber, Desmond watching the sea spray dance off the waves below you. On the top deck, behind the wheel, Looking very much at home is your captain for this voyage, Silway Isiliath. I really want to ask you all for a boat name right now. Hmm. Do you happen to have one? You know damn well we don't. <laughs> the Prime Directive. I second. <laughs> if the captain gets to name it, I'm calling it the Hammer Fist. I do like the Hammer Fist. If there's no objections, then you're all safely aboard the Hammer Fist. Oh god, it's official. <laughs> Canada. The DM has spoken. Dun, dun. So how are you all passing the time on the voyage? So I think the mast of this ship, which I assume it has because I said it does, so it, it's now canon that it has a mast, there's definitely like, you know, seven and a half, eight foot high claw marks just 
all <laughs> the way down, where Mist has, you know, as part of his morning routine, gotten up, stretched, scratched the. Ma- it's his own scratching post, is what I'm getting at here, because he's a cat. We still remember that we do that thing, yeah. So I think when he's been bored, and as as the the trip has gone on, he's been getting more and more bored. He's been scratching it more and more. Can Silway have a, a captain's water bottle to spritz? Missed whenever he starts scratching on the boat. Silway's going to come up with her own list of rules. So, so it begins. <laughs> I was literally no scratching the mast. I was literally just about to say that Desmond immediately would go up to Silway and just be like, "Listen, um, before we get started on this voyage, I, I want to ask if there are any particular rules on this vessel, so that I might be aware." And uh, the last one didn't go so well, and um. I would like to know this time. Oh, I should make some rules, shouldn't I? Rules seem to go well on ships. Let's start with no scratching the mast. Right. Sorry, I'm chaotic. I don't know. I've never done this before. I don't have any any rules yet. I need rules. But if you think of anything, um, do let me know, because I, I would like to be the first to know, so as I don't break any said rules throwing things and such. Could I propose no sinking? I think that would be a good good rule for a boat. I can't promise that one. I've never captained any ship before. We might sink. I, I hope not, but uh, yeah. Yeah, the rule number one, no sinking. Got it. Well, as has been established, this boat was built by a bunch of academics who had never built a boat before, so it is probably both over and under-engineered at the same time. <laughs> I'm impressed by how little crew it requires. Usually there's a large crew of sailors, but we just have these two. I'm not sure that it needs two rudders, <laughs> but I don't, I don't Rotan, know... Rotan, don't call them rudders. I don't know much about... <laughs> boats. I, I must confess. I don't teach you sometime. You will learn the tie knots. It's fun. I would I would love to learn. Perhaps if I knew more about boats, they would uh, they would sink under me less often. What is your track record with sinking boats exactly? You mean uh, like numbers? Right. How many boats have you sailed on? How many of those boats have sank? I've sailed on uh, four boats and um, three of them have sunk. I'm not counting this one though. So, so, uh... How many of the sinkings involved krakens? Uh, well, only the one. I think it's a little too soon to bring up the kraken. That's a good point. Is that rule, or should we not talk about the kraken? Rule number two. We we don't talk about the kraken. Oh, 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 yes. Yes, I think that's rule number two. For sure. But I think rule number three should be there always should be water on the boat. (laughs) I mean, that only makes sense... Right? That's what I know. I thought that the entire time, which hints why I, we tried. Well, Desmond kept getting water on the boat. That's going to take me a bit to get used to. I'm used to not getting water on the boat. If there's always yeah. supposed to be, and you're going to have to give me a moment to adjust. Right, but I think three. I can do it. The deck must always have water on it. I mean, I think by default, by being on the ocean, sea spray and whatnot, there. Like, are we going to quantify the amount of water that has to be on the boat? Or are we going to just kind of no. say, like... No, it's just a big oh, finger a, in the eye of Captain Finnegan. That's all it is. There's a drop or, there's a drop or two over there, <laughs> so we're, we're probably good. Rule, rule being obeyed. Yes, I, I suppose if you see an area that's super dry, you should go out of your way to pour a little, a few droplets. You know, keep it moist. Is someone writing these rules down? 
I need a plaque of something. I, I could get started on that. Make sure you leave space at the bottom for additional rules as we come up with them. Yes, yes, excellent. Let me take a minute to describe the ship itself. It looks almost exactly like the model of the Caliban that you found in the study in Lord Starge's castle. The vessel that Desmond sailed on and sank on. That was the book they had in the library. That is the model they used, which is actually a model of an ancient Tyran sailing vessel. It is a long and narrow ship with two masts, triangle sails. It's built more for speed than it is for, let's say, naval warfare. It is definitely not a galleon type, like what Captain Finnegan sailed. I won't call it a sloop, but maybe it's closer to that. I believe it's a schooner if all the masts are, uh, if, it is, if it is not, if it has no square rigged masts. Okay, then there you go. So it would be a schooner. Like, I almost picture it like an ancient Greek ship, but without the hundreds of slaves rowing you everywhere. <laughs> we just have the two. It's just the two. <laughs> We just have somebody at a drum who's like, ramming speed! <laughs> <laughs> but, but no rowers. The all. drum is what powers the ship. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's magic. The ship does not have a figurehead on it Aww. because the academics could not decide what to carve and they offered to form a committee to decide <laughs> what the figureheads should be, but... Cooler heads prevailed, and they decided that they didn't have months to wait. Also, the committee couldn't find a time that worked for everyone to actually have a meeting. So Yes, so it, it fell by the wayside. You each have your own individual cabins, which are located in a deck beneath what would be the captain's cabin. The captain's cabin itself is a shared, I would say, communal room for the group of you. There's a table in the center of it. It is used as a dining room. It is also used in case you wanted to, I don't know, make plans. There are bookshelves, which are currently empty, save for a single book, which seems to be a very old volume titled Sea Shanties of the Open Sea. Coming off the common room, there are twin spiral staircases, which lead down to your sleeping chambers, where there are six identical cabins which are not terribly big, big enough for a small desk, a bunk, and an armoire for you to keep your belongings, but large enough for you to be able to stretch out and sleep. Some of you, um, it's roomier for than others. Wenli, it's practically a suite for you. There's a cargo hold and forward of the ship, there's an additional room or cabin, which is the crew quarters, which basically is a couple of hammocks hanging from the rafters. The boat is not large enough to have a crow's nest, but you do have two weapons located aft and on the bow. So, should you encounter trouble or pirates or decide to go fight another kraken, uh, you may survive around. Can I ask that they be a mangonel and a ballista? Sure. Like one of those mangonels that like has like the fireballs that you fire. That would be pretty cool. You have more ammo for that than you need because the shipwrights oversupplied you. 
I love that it's a ship that would die in one round in combat, but it has a ton of ammo. Are, are you somehow suggesting <laughs> that our ship has too much DACA? Because, because you can never have enough DACA. And to have too much DACA, you first have to have enough DACA. That's for like three people. Please explain this word. <laughs> it's a, it's a Warhammer gag. Oh, Warhammer. Where the orcs... DACA, 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 DACA. <laughs> it's the sound the machine guns make, and so you can never have <laughs> enough gunfire. Ah, Warhammer, the universe that decided to put orcs and machine guns together. Winley, what are you up to? Everyone, could you please come over here, next to Silway and myself? I'm already here. Yes, darling, I know. <laughs> okay. Hello. Ah, uh, yes, what's up? Well... As they say... Um, as you all know, uh, this is, um, Cashew's first time on the open sea. The first time on a boat. Um, and Darling has just been enjoying it so much, hasn't gotten seasick or nothing. Just really loves it, actually. And, well, he keeps trying to get, you know, as, as close to the water as he can. And me, being his mother... It's quite scary for me. I don't want him to fall off. But he just, he loves it so much. So all he really wants to do is go to the very, very tip of the boat and sort of feel like the figurehead and have someone hold him up. All, all, all he wants to do is, is feel the water through his darling little fur on his face and on the tip of his nose. And, well, Roton, he was wondering if... Perhaps you might hold him. Do you think you could do that for him? Oh, sir, I think you, I think you should, sir. I think I think it got a long way to bonding with him. Yes, and, and I want you to know, I, I did... Well, I, I did ask almost everyone else before. And, uh, well, I don't want you to think you're not my first option, but... But I also like to tell the truth, and you're not. But Ruber gets very seasick, as we all know. That's true. Yes, darling, we know. <laughs> so, Broton, this is my olive branch to you, and and um, perhaps this could be a wonderful bonding moment. You are awfully large and tall, so he could really get a go at the flying part. What do you say? Um, I... I hope you know that if you say no, you'll really be crushing his dreams. That would be rather awful, and, well, it would piss me off. Is this the only reason you called all of us up on deck? (laughs) 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 Or or was there something else? Perhaps more pressing. I'm making a fourth rule. No pissing off Wimley. I thought there was already a rule. That's a good rule. That's just sound life advice right there. I think I've got I've got something to say too, but I think I I think Roton, I, I think you should do this, sir. I think it would be good. I feel like the only support I'm really receiving is from Gruber. Now he is my boyfriend, I understand, but we are a group of adventurers. And this here, passionately grasping Cashew, is everyone's son, not just mine. And and he deserves fun and love from everyone here. Especially you, Roton, who's mistreated him so. Well, uh, mistreated is... Uh... I don't think It's the that's perfect fair. descriptor. It is the perfect descriptor of, honestly, your entire history with him. And I'm giving you an opportunity to change that. Don't you want it? So, Roton, 
reaches out with both arms, like stiff, right in front of him. Like somebody's offering him a porcupine. And he's going to pick up Cashew under under his forearms and lift him up and like still keeping him at arm's length is going to walk towards the front of the ship and then he's going to stop halfway because Cashew is probably like staring straight at him and he's going to turn Cashew around <laughs> and then, then he's going to so Cashew's looking towards the front of the ship and then Rotan is just going to like stiffly move up towards the front of the ship and just hold him there alright I've decided what our figurehead's going to be and and so so yeah, oh, so Rotan's like on the very prow of the ship, and, and, and he's just holding this raccoon at arm's length, and and I want to say Cashew's little arms go up. Yes. And, sure, why not? And, and because because it's a schooner, it's, I mean, it's probably going pretty going at a at a pretty good clip of, of speed. I want to say, like, as we pass up over the railing and, uh, and, and, like, Rotan lifts him out, like, above the prow of the ship, you get kind of that effect of, like, a dog sticking its head out of a window as, <laughs> as it's going at high speed. So you get, like, the lips are flapping a little bit and, like, little flecks of saliva are actually, like, <laughs> flying back and hitting Rotan in the face and he's trying not to look. And then after, like, 30 seconds of this, he's like... Can I stop? Yes, Is yes, anybody still there? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. That that meant the word to Cashew. I, I would have done it myself, but I was just thinking about looking over it and making all... Oh, darling. Darling, to the side. Turn your face. No, I'm okay. I'm, o- I'm okay. Deep breaths. Do you remember what we talked about? In for three, out for four. In through your nose, out through your mouth. Think happy oh. thoughts, Groover, about happy things. I tried thinking about ham, but then I threw no, up. No, 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 not... <laughs> Rotom, thank you. Can I set it down now? Yes, you can set him down. Ah. Come here, darling. Come here, my little nugget. Oh my little darling, come here! <laughs> about, he like waddles on his on his hind legs over, <laughs> over to Whitley. As Cashew waddles over, Gruber stumbles forward. No, <laughs> towards the mast. The base of the mast. There are some supplies. There's some barrels, some crates, coiled rope, the typical stuff you find at the base of a mast on a seagoing ship. And he opens a crate and he pulls something out. And he puts it behind his back. And he walks over to Cashew. And he bends down on one knee. Oh, no, this is your first sea voyage, so I've, I've made you something. And he pulls from behind his back a really roughly made captain's hat. <laughs> folded out of paper. And he puts it on the raccoon's head. This we need artwork for. Yeah, that's going to be my next tattoo, y'all. Come on. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, darling. Oh, darling, you did such a good job. Oh. It's the best I could do. I used a few pages of that book we found in the room. Yes. I hope nobody wanted them. They were songs that were very silly and very dirty. Well, this is no place for such songs. Cashew, you look adorable, darling. Oh, 
She like touches the hat and it like crunches. <laughs> Meanwhile, Silway's standing there, captain of the ship with no hat of her own. Silway's debating about a no shanties rule. <laughs> it's like those restaurants where they give out patrons chef hats. <laughs> Time passes. The wind stays strong well into the evening. The sun sets in the eastern sky. The strange stars emerge once again. You all gather to eat. It's a pleasant meal. Roast chicken, vegetables. The meals since you've left the Shrouded Isle have been very meat-forward, as if Gruber is making up for lost time. After dinner, you find yourselves gathered on the deck around the mast. This has become your nightly routine as you just relax together, staring up at the stars. The light of a hooded lantern illuminates the deck in front of you all. And the group of you are just sitting, feeling the wind. There's nothing quite like being on the open ocean at night. When suddenly, the lantern in front of you begins to glow more fiercely. Flames begin to lick around the side of the glass, up over top. Smoke, dark smoke, but not acrid smoke, begins to billow out of the lantern. The smoke seems to condense. It almost seems as if it's going to solidify, and then it parts, revealing a ghostly image of Anka, who now stands in the center of the circle, facing you all. Roton had his sword raised, and then he, like, puts it behind his back. Oh, Anka, glad it's you and not uh, some scary smoke monster thing. Well, I can be a good deal more scary if you like. Oh, uh, well, that wasn't quite what I was getting at. Anyway, how are you? Hello, Anka. <laughs> Hello. I, I am sorry we didn't have more of a proper goodbye, but <sighs> it has been eventful since our Scully game. And I, I... I regret that we did not get to spend more time together, but you already spent entirely too much time and effort on the island, and you're... you're needed elsewhere. How are things going back on the island? How is, uh... Mr. Birdbrain? It has not been an especially easy transition to get him off of the island... But after an encounter with the Shadow Realm that he was not expecting, and a very strong encouragement from me, he has opted to part peacefully. Many of the other Aarakrokra remain, and they seem a little bit more willing to assist with the island's democracy than their predecessor, though I can't say how long that will last. But things are better. Happy to hear. How are your sisters? Thriving. Perhaps too busy than they had anticipated. But we are helping those rebuild that need it. And we're changing opinions on what witches once were. So, uh, what, uh, what gives with the whole Master Splinter thing? I just wanted to say goodbye properly. And not just a ceremonial wave from the docks. I feel you've done entirely too much to not deserve some more personal adieus, as it were. We wish you could come with us. I do too. But we know you have responsibilities. 
Of course. But should you ever need me, I will find a way to you. I have a feeling that this is not goodbye. I have a feeling that our paths may cross again. Thank you for arranging this ship. It's exactly what we needed. Yes, but but if we need you, um, is there something we can um, summon you with? Or, well, well, summon is a bit hard because you could be doing something very important or... Well, you could be doing something personal, and that would be rather embarrassing. Um, but, you know, something we could give you a ring or something. Um, and say hello. We need you. Yes. In the... I, I know it was a long time ago, but in the, um, I guess, finale episode, she gave, I think Silve has it, a raven feather. The feathers. That can be used to contact Anka if need be. I thought we'd used those already for something. No, those are different feathers, which oh, Anka still right, has. Those feathers. Those were okay. the feathers, right, of our other, like, the, yes. of the other selves. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anka still has three of them, I believe. She probably uses them for sparring practice. <laughs> <laughs> Cashew, I'll go say goodbye to your aunt. Cashew toddles over, and I, I don't know how corporeal we can be in this form, but it's an attempted hug with this adorable precious raccoon baby. I think it looks very convincing if um, (laughs) even though you don't feel anything it's to all of those watching it looks as if this Hmm. ghostly shimmering image hugs Cashew. You will watch after your mother, yes? Keep her safe. You see Cashew nods as if he can understand her completely. I just keep giving Anka more and more power. (laughs) I know. I'm not going to (laughs) complain. And she gives everybody else a look and then looks back at Cashew. Yes, I think they are in good hands with you. So please, voyage safely. And should you need me, I will be there. That's a two-way street. You know, if those uh, Aarakocra need to remember why they're afraid of Tabashi, you just let me know. (laughs) No comment, but I will keep that for later. Farewell, Anka. Remember to always keep Timora in your heart. <laughs> Shut up, Proton. What? <laughs> I appreciate the blessing nonetheless. Seeing where you are now, she must be doing something right. So, it's best not to anger the gods anyway. Just in case. Winley just walks up and uh, asks her to get down on her level. And Winley whispers to Anka, Do you have all of these big powers that nobody else has. Um, is there a way you could tell how old Cashew is? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, I too would be I, interested I do believe... to know. You can't hear, Rotan. You can't fucking hear. Shut up. You are not I... here. You're not a part of it. Perception Get away. check. <laughs> no. Give me a perception Fuck. check. Fuck. It's Rotan. He never rolls well. What he did earlier. Five minus one is four. You have to beat a four. See, there you go. <laughs> so, Rotan, though he is straining to do so, cannot hear your whisper. I know it sounds kind of stupid um, that, that I wouldn't know, but at this point, so much time has gone by. I feel a little odd asking him how old he is. So I understand. But yes, if it came from you, um, you could just, um, well, you'll make something up. She's going to turn over to Cashew. All right, little one. 
They are too embarrassed to ask you this, but how old are you? Cashew looks up and his face brightens and he says, Oh, my lady, I I am 11 months old. Thank you so much for asking. (laughs) He is 11 months old. (gasps) 11 months? So he's like 20. (laughs) That's like 20 years old. No, it's not. They're mature at 10 months. I just looked it up. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's about to be one year old. We have to have we a party for him no, and everything. Oh, we're having a full party. We're going oh, to have blow-up. We're going to have blow-up <laughs> bouncy houses and everything. He can drink alcohol now. We should sign him up for the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a birthday party. <laughs> oh, God. What a beautiful age. What a gorgeous age. What a perfect, perfect age. Thank you, Anna. Anytime. <laughs> Cashew turns and waddles back across the circle and kind of collapses onto your lap, Winley. We're not all doing hugs, are we? You don't have to if you do not want to. It is a little strange with the not having a physical body thing. They're awkward enough to begin with. This feels weird. I'll just say goodbye. Goodbye, Anka. <laughs> and she waves very like stiffly and awkwardly, like she doesn't know how to do goodbyes. <laughs> well, that is canon. She doesn't know how to do goodbyes. That's the most goodbye she's done yet, mm-hmm. so hmm. Anka should feel honored. <laughs> she does. Deep down. She doesn't know why, but she's like, that was important. She didn't even give her boyfriend a goodbye like that. So. Oh. Uh, you have a boyfriend? <laughs> Uh, do we need oh, to talk about Trevor right now? Wait, 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 you have a boyfriend? No, he this left me. apparently has a cold. <laughs> he left you? What do you mean he left you? He left us. He's in Sanctuary, last I heard. And he wasn't my boyfriend. He was just this boy who liked me. and I don't know, I don't know what he was, actually. What was his name? He was a boy and he was a friend, but he was not a boyfriend. Yeah, and, and, and that's why the boat's named after him, right? Because... Yes. Uh, he was just some boy that liked you. What, was, what, what's the name? His name was Trevor, but he used to use the name Chuck Hammerfist, which felt like a lot of overcompensating, like just like this boat is. <laughs> so it seemed to fit. <laughs> uh. And and the Chuck just doesn't have quite the same ring to it, does it? No, Chuck. <laughs> this, this boat might be named after her next boyfriend of mine. <laughs> Anka, we love you and can't wait to see you again. Behave yourselves. Or don't. It was quite fun when you didn't. <laughs> Never. No promises. But maybe avoid doing the whole world transfer thing again. That was a little rough. Uh, um, unless it's to undo it, right? Like That's, that's, that's the cool. only exception, yes. Okay. The only exception is to put it right. You have all been entirely too good to a bunch of strangers on an island. And even if some of us may not voice it, I know everyone appreciates it. The feeling is mutual. You have been entirely too good to a bunch of strangers on an island. Go for it. Cause trouble. Be good to each other. And she gives kind of a pointed look between Rotan and Winley. And then she just steps like backwards into the smoke again and fades away. But the only part of her that really sticks around much longer are these like glowy yellow eyes that they linger a touch too long before they blink out. The next four days are smooth sailing. You spend the time resting. Rotan, you spend time carving the sign. 
it's a struggle, given that you do not have the tools, and the constant interruption of a small raccoon who wants upsies. Yes, I have alms too. The sun is setting on the fourth day, the seventh since you left the Shrouded Isle. For the past 12 hours or so, you've seen the shoreline running to the north, the port side of the boat. You've passed two enormous rocks sticking out of the ocean, a short distance off of shore. You've given these a wide berth, as much like an iceberg. You're wary of just how much lurks beneath the surface. The sun is nearly setting, and ahead of you, a large city appears on the horizon. It almost seems to shimmer in the setting sun. As the sunlight dances off the harbor, the rivers surrounding the city, and an enormous waterfall which passes through the middle of it. The city itself seems to be built on rising terraces, the lowest of which contains a harbor with dozens of docks, buildings, warehouses. It's a bustling port city. Above that, on a tiered plateau, with a waterfall falling off this tier into the lower city, seems to be a merchant district. Nice middle-class neighborhood, a lot of greenery. And above that, on the highest tier, another plateau, you see enormous estates with towers and balconies hanging out over the edge of the rock, looking out over the ocean and the city below, with a giant waterfall falling from this tier to the middle tier, and then another waterfall to the lower tier. On the east side of the city, you see another river snaking its way down out of the hills. And this river is marked by a series of locks. And you watch ships sail into the locks. The water fill, and this ship moves slowly upstream. You sail into the harbor. Silway, at this point, I'm going to need some sort of check from you. <laughs> To see if you can successfully dock this ship. Well, before I do that, I'm going to say that Silway is aiming for one particular dock attached to one particular warehouse, mm -hmm. uh, which looks a little bit run down, uh, I'm guessing. But you tell me. It has seen better days. It doesn't look as run down as the one in Nightfall. Okay. But it does not seem to be as bustling and pristine as the warehouses and the docks around it. And, unlike the docks around it, it is empty. Well, check history. See how much she remembers. Oh, she knows how to sail this ship. <laughs> Nat 20. Ooh. Oh, oh, look at that. Ooh. 25 total to I'm sail the ship into port. She, she drifted into port. <laughs> it's, it's got a handbrake. It's your ball drift. <laughs> Up until this point, Silway has been a nervous wreck. Like, crossing the ocean, she's been standing up on the, the upper deck, like sweating bullets, trying to look captain-y so that everyone believes she knows what she's doing, but she really she's never sailed in the open ocean in her life. Or at least not captain the ship while sailing it. And so, but then as soon as she gets inside of land, and as she, as she gets closer and closer to tear fall, she gets more and more comfortable and starts barking out orders confidently. There, there, right there. Whatever, I don't know what a captain would bark, but um, <laughs> do the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing. Bigs, wedge, do the thing. And her, her two crew members uh, glide the ship right into port. 
Are, are the crew members named Biggs and Wedge? Are I have we... named them Biggs and Wedge, yes. No one else had better ideas, so... <laughs> Beautiful. Just have to get a Porkins and a... I mean, we have Groover, right? So... Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Porkins. That's brilliant. <laughs> Porkins. Hamkins. Hamkins. <laughs> Whatever. You effortlessly slip the boat into the dock. It is such an impressive maneuver that people walking on the pier stop to watch the brilliance of your captaining. She makes her to stand very tall on the deck and, like, run her hand through her hair a few times to, like, draw attention to it. <laughs> Just because she knows people are watching. One guy gets so excited he starts foaming at the mouth. <laughs> we become that, that, those passengers that clap when the plane lands. <laughs> well done. Great job, great job. Biggs and Wedge throw the lines down to the dock. Unfortunately, there are no workers there to tie you off. So they hurriedly extend the gangplank, scramble over the deck, and thankfully manage to tie you off before you begin drifting once again out to sea. The dock itself is in disrepair. There are planks missing. It's covered in bird shit. There's an ornery pelican nesting on one of the pylons who gives you a side eye as you descend the gangplank. I'm assuming that you're all going to disembark. Yeah. Yeah. Roton. Yes. Biggs, you're in charge till I get back. I think Roton's no, put up the sign by now. So the sign's on the ship. So to be clear, the sign says... The sign says... Rule number one, no scratching the mast. No scratching the mast. Rule number two, <laughs> don't mention the kraken. We don't... Rule number we three... We don't talk about the kraken. Always have water on the boat. <laughs> always have water on the deck. On, uh, <laughs> well, we said boat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Rotan made the sign Damn it. wording. Rotan You had one job And, and I think Rotan added Because he was worried so, so rule number three is always have water on the boat And he's worried about loopholes mm-hmm. So rule number four is always have the boat on the water uh, Rule number six There's no rule and, six and did, Was there no sea shanties? I, I, I think so I proposed that and got shouted down Okay so, so yeah. we do Everyone wants the shanties, shanties too badly Okay I don't remember hearing any objection. So, so he's carved a five, <laughs> and there's nothing after it. It's just blank. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Perfect. We'll, make, we'll find some more rules. It's season four. What? Yes, we have stuck it out for a fourth season, and you are sticking it out with us, and we love you for it. So welcome here to our official season premiere following our little inter- interlude episodes. I'm sure we have announcements, but I think Diana actually has them all this time around, so I'm just going to real quick pass that buck. Something about patrons? We have patrons. If you want to be a patron, uh, visit our Patreon. Um, No, I want to send a special thank you to all of our patrons and the people who have been um, supporting us over the past three seasons. Um, We've actually gotten to a point in uh, our patron donations that the podcast is self-sufficient at this point which is wonderful and um now we have to start thinking about other goals and things that maybe we can do i have to clean more episodes don't i yeah i mean obviously put out more content um we have a we have a lot of stuff that we need to get through and put out for you all but i just wanted to say thank you sticking with us and and 
hopefully enjoying what you're hearing through. Uh, it's got to be around 70 episodes at this point. Um, we'll probably hit 100 episodes this season. Long season. Oof. Uh, well, no. judging by the last one, the last one was 26 plus interludes. So, yeah, maybe we'll get really close. It'd be cool if season five started on episode 100. Let's aim for it. That would be great. <laughs> That'd be great. Hashtag life exactly. goals. <laughs> Means we gotta move this season. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, right? Like at this rate, where we are in recording, we're gonna hit easily. Plus our our super secret side quest that I shouldn't talk about yet. I might I might edit this out. I don't know. No, I'll leave it in there. Teasers for things. Teasers. To come. There's a lot of surpri- point is there's a lot of surprises to look forward to this season. And also, I want to, uh, speaking of surprises, well, I mean, it really isn't a surprise if you listen to the end of last season, but um, we officially have a new cast member who was sent to us by an outer god and who we have managed to uh, extract from the internet um, or recording space. Um, Cassie, we are so happy to have you with us officially. (laughs) And I'm happy. To have been rescued from the digital recording space. That was a really weird liminal area. Did not enjoy it. But I'm here now. <laughs> Yay! I'm not going to tell you who I am yet. You'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Um, yeah, I won't say any uh, any more, but we are thrilled to have she did such a wonderful job playing uh, Anka, the possibly the greatest character ever in the history of podcasts, at least the most <laughs> badass um, and capable character I've ever encountered in my years of DMing. I get to roll really badly from here out for about two years, I think, just to make up for that. <laughs> I don't know exactly when this is going to release, hopefully extremely soon, and from when we're recording this, um, but um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the Lovely Craftians, um, they are wrapping up um, their season right now, and um, it's wrapping up essentially the entire podcast up to this point. And Cassie's given no teasers um, about what's coming next. So it's quite possible the world could end. Who knows? I mean, it's Cthulhu, so. I mean, that's always a possibility. And you might also hear some uh, familiar voices in those last few episodes, especially. Yeah, this is true, too. Like half of us. Yeah, I poached. (laughs) And just because I haven't gotten to the rest of you doesn't mean that I'm not going to. So I don't know. The last time I played Cthulhu, I ended up as a head in a jar. That sounds honestly one you of the better You say that like endings. it's a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you brought that 100% on yourself. So that's I, yes, also very true for Cthulhu. <laughs> I played a careless character. You never do that in Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. I died in the last, well, in every Cthulhu game I've ever played. That's how it goes. That's how it's supposed to. You're just a squishy human with like 11 hit points. This is true. Actually, every game I've ever played in, in which Cassie has GM'd, I've died. Okay, one-shots are different because I don't soften those. Those I go full force on, so (laughs) expect to die on the (laughs) one-shots. Well, I mean, I guess that's about all we have. I mean, we could dive into Rings of Power if you'd like, or, you know. We already agreed. We're not fighting about that. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Some of us haven't seen it yet, so. Yes, so uh, we have to wait for a later date for us to dive into that and House of the Dragon. Or join Discord and argue about it now. There you go. You want you want to do House of the Dragon? Fine. I I don't. <laughs> I'm down. Do not care. <laughs> uh, yes, that's an excellent point, Ames. Um, if you want to argue with us or just talk about it, so we don't always disagree. Uh, join us on Discord. 
um, you can DM me or the podcast at MCT Pod. Um, send us an email, multiclasstheater at gmail.com, and we'll gladly send you the link to the Discord. Adam, anything to add? I'm happy to be here. <laughs> On that note, back to the show. <laughs> The group of you descend the gangplank onto the dock, which you swear moves beneath your feet. But surely that's your imagination. Surely such a dock would be in good enough condition as to not potentially collapse at any possible moment. The sun continues to set in the eastern sky. The shadows are growing long over the port. Ahead of you is a large warehouse. Surrounding it is a rickety wooden fence. Many of the slats are missing. Most of the windows are broken. There's a set of double doors at the end of the dock leading into the warehouse. Above the door, faded, barely legible, the flecks of paint are almost too few to see, is a crest which looks familiar to you as the crest of House Asiliath. For anyone who was in Nightfall and saw the warehouse that we met Selene in, same crest. Silway. You don't have any thieved friends uh, waiting in this warehouse, do you? Thieved friends? Yes. No, this this is this is my family's warehouse. I I thought it would be in better condition, honestly. This is like our primary shipping operation was done out of this warehouse, and it's clearly falling into ruin. Oh, what did you use to ship? Everything, literally everything. Everything. I think it's canon that we had a, a t- tobacco plantation or something. <laughs> <laughs> Ports, exports, finally, text goods. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything. The, the, the Siliath um, house holds a monopoly on most shipping, shipping in and out of Tearfall. Well, well, we used to. If that's the case, why is this such a shithole? That is a very good question. <laughs> I need to find the head shithole operator, find out what's going on. And also, not to be indelicate, but like, is this really the best place to be your family's operation? Why do you say that? Uh, history? You know what? At this point, I kind of want to confront history a little bit. So, let's see what we can see in here. New day, new Silway. <laughs> Silway charges forward. She's now leading this uh, entry into the building. The door, they're closed, but only just. It seems like the lock on the door is broken, and it would take nothing for you to push the doors open. Right, so Silway grabs the lock, inspects it like she's going to think about picking it, and then shrugs and just shoves hard break the door. You shove hard. The door cracks on its hinges and falls inward, one of them hanging off its hinge. The other one opens slowly to reveal a large, mostly empty warehouse. Startled by the noise of the splintering wood, a rat darts across your path for the safety of the shadows beyond. Are there any people inside here at all? To your right, you see a small office, like a glass-windowed office. Within it, reclining in a chair, feet up on the desk, seems to be someone asleep. What does this person look like? They are wearing overalls and, like, thick-soled boots. Very much looks like a dock worker of sorts. She'll march right up to that guy. Hey, what are you? What are you doing here? The person jerks awake with a start. You see there's drool running down the side of their chin and a small wet spot on the top of their shirt. Now you're not supposed to be in here. I am indeed supposed to be in here. No, you're not. I know it. I'm the guard. You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> you're a guard. What are you guarding? The rats? 
The empty building? I'm paid very well to guard this place. How well? Who are you? I? I am Silvia Siliath. That crest outside the front? That's mine. No. Yes. Now she's dead. What? I heard she's dead. Silvia Siliath is dead. That's what I heard. Dead is the Dormouse. Who told you that? Word around the streets. Word around the streets. Hmm. Yes. Happened. And then your family lost control of the locks. And the other families bought in almost the shipping routes. And now look at this. Look at all the very small pieces of cargo that move through here. It's a shame, really. Yes, it is. Hmm. When was the last time you saw someone from my family visit this dock? Oh, must have been like a year and a half ago, maybe. I think so. What the hell is going on? I don't know. I don't ask questions. I give my ten gold pieces a week. That is a handsome salary. Well, it's an important job watching all of this. Right, yes. Otherwise the rats might mutiny. Don't joke about that. I've heard rumours that there's a rat queen. <laughs> so don't you joke. <laughs> like the other side of the continent. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> This is an arch nemesis that's <laughs> clearly getting built up. I love it. <laughs> so, um, I don't know what we do now. Well, let's start with your boss. Who pays you? You you want to be talking about Dylan Dwyer. He's the harbor master. The harbor master pays you? Yes. All right. I think I have a talk with Dylan. I'm sure I've met him before, years ago. Right. Sure. Okay. If you say so. Right. Well then, you, you get back to work. Otherwise people might intrude here. <laughs> and she leads everyone else out. You should pay to park that here. Pay to park that ship? This is a dock. We don't do things for free. Is someone else going to park there if I... if I? I don't know. I'll tell you what, why don't you go uh, tow it and pound it? Good luck with that. Okay, I'll go have a word with the harbour master. I will too. In fact, why don't, why don't you head towards him? I'll just follow you. Oh, well, I'm... <laughs> What's it stupid now? Just in the middle of me nap. If you have to go tell the harbour master, doesn't that mean you'll leave all of this unguarded? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Maybe if you're going to go see the harbour master, you can tell him to come here. Deal. Okay, I like this idea. And he leans back in his chair, crosses his feet, puts him back up on the desk, and closes his eyes. Well, that was fruitful. What a strange person. <laughs> Yeah, we will definitely tell the harbor master to come here and impound our ship. <laughs> Rotan doesn't like this. <laughs> so, so so he's going to walk up and sort of loom into this guy's face. <laughs> wake up! Wake up, wake up, wake up! Uh, what are you doing? Are you a god or are you not? Mean, cruel person. What is your profession, sir? I'm a god. I'm a ship-watching person. So how can you watch things if your eyes are closed? How can you watch things if you are in here? Don't watch them all the time. I have to take breaks. It's stressful. But who watches it when you're not around? Well, I don't know that. I think you should go out and do your job. Rotan, give me an intimidate check, please. Okay, cool. Not often I make these. That is a 16. <sighs> all right already. Don't shout at me. Just having a perfectly good dream. Oh, really? What about... Mean man. He crosses his arms, and he stomps out of the warehouse towards the dock. Okay. <laughs> nice. Silway takes that opportunity to rifle through the desk. <laughs> this is such an odd situation. Silway, give me a 
What should we say? Investigation? Yeah, investigation. That would be the good one. Er, 14. As you rifle through the desk, it's mostly filled with junk. Trash, really. There's apple cores and bags covered in grease that look like they once held some manner of street food. But in the very bottom of the desk, you find a ledger. Much like the ledger you found in Nightfall. She will pull that up and blow the dust off of it and try to find the most recent entries. You see that it has been six months since a ship has docked at the Asiliath dock. And you see, much like you did in Nightfall, that the frequency of arrivals and departures is growing more infrequent over time. Whereas a few years ago, ships were, multiple ships were arriving daily. Now it slows to a trickle and then eventually nothing. So he furrows her brows and, well, the good news is no other ship needs that dock that we're docked at. And then she slams the book shut with like a little plume of dust and takes it with her. On the opposite side of the warehouse is a door leading out on to the main thoroughfare of the Harbor District. It's much like many of the other port cities you've seen. Cobblestones, warehouses, garishly decorated inns, saloons, cantinas. You hear music drifting out of many of them as the various dock workers, sailors, and the like pile into the inns for a night of respite to forget their days. At the end of the street is the lone three-story building of the Harbor District. Outside you see a sign shaped like an anchor, which reads, In Tyran, Harbor Master. Soleil is heading towards that building with purpose. Even though I'm not sure what that purpose is exactly, but she's headed there. You arrive at the three-story building. It is very well maintained, freshly painted. It has a small porch on the front of it, held up by columns which are carved in a sort of nautical theme with rope and kelp intertwining and twining along the column. It's a bright red door before you, and you see a lone lamp lit on the other side of the windowed door. Go inside. You push open the door, and you see a small, stout man with a walrus mustache. More hair on his face than on his head. He seems to be gathering papers and shoving them in a satchel. Yes, yes, what, what do you want? We're, we're almost closed. I need to think, what do I want? Why did I come here? <laughs> come back in the morning. There's a lot of you here. If you want to rob me, I don't have anything. I'm the harbor master. I don't keep gold. We were just sent here by the... What was his name? The, the lazy guard in the Siliath warehouse. You mean the guy who was asleep on the job? That guy. Um, the one you're paying. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm a professional at sleeping on the job, so if you really want somebody who can sleep instead while they're doing their job, like, I'm not doing anything. That's why I'm so good at sleeping while I'm on the job, because I don't do anything. I don't know if that tracked... Made sense in my head. Doesn't matter. Point is, Silway. We want you to hire our cat. You're looking for a job. No, I want to know why the Siliath warehouse is staffed by incompetent, lazy layabouts. Well, what more do they need? There's no cargo moving through there. Why not? It's up for auction, should you know. Auction? Do you want to buy it? How much is it? I don't have to look in the books. Probably, I don't know. It's probably started about 1,200 gold pieces. Silway pulls out her purse and starts counting. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. 
No, wait. But now it's got to go through auction official channels so that it can't be seen taking bribes. Wait, wait, what am I there's saying? There's an election coming up, don't you know? I'm sorry, there's been a the confusion. Uh, I, I don't want to buy it. I already own it. That is my warehouse. Look, girl, I don't have time for your games. My wife has a pot roast waiting for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the current owner of that warehouse? Who's, whose debts are being defaulted that you need to... It's sell? an escrow. Who's? Who, who is the current owner? Well, it's owned by House Cecilia, but it was put in escrow and it's part of a deal. But why am I telling you this? Because I am the owner of that warehouse, and I want to pay its debts. Who are you? Silway Siliath. Silway Siliath is dead. Why does everyone keep saying Silway is dead? Because the scion of House Siliath is dead. I don't... How did she die? Where have you been? Have you not heard the news? I was on a mysterious island surrounded by mists. Okay, I really don't have time for this. <laughs> Look, I, you take your father and your sister and your dog and just please. What the <laughs> fuck did you just call me? I think I think Rotan looks <laughs> at uh, Desmond and Desmond looks at Rotan and we're like... <laughs> <laughs> me? I really don't. This is not funny. I don't understand what he's talking about. Um, well, uh, my good man, I can assure you that whatever you've heard about Silway of Asiliath uh, is not uh, true. I, This is Silway, and she is very much alive. She gives a little wave, like a sarcastic wave. Yes, Silway is a wonderful person with only minimal homicidal impulses. Someone you should be <laughs> proud to be friends with. And I have a heartbeat. I'm living right now. It doesn't matter to me. It's not... It's not my choice, you understand. It's... Look, the council of the families, the city council, they decide these things and they pass them on to me. I have no power. Well, I have power over the harbor because I am the harbor master. A duly elected harbor master, and I hope I can count on your vote coming up in just three weeks' time. But, do you understand? <laughs> I don't do politics. Do you understand? I don't have any say over that stuff. That is decided by the town elders. I suggest you meet with the various... Look, if you are who you say you are, then perhaps you should go up to the Asiliath estate and talk to the caretakers there. All the way up in Teeter? What, Teeter? No. Up in the upper city. Oh, right, the summer house. I forgot about that. <laughs> Fine, very well. We'll go talk to someone with actual power. And she turns on her heel and <laughs> heads for the door. Remember, vote Dwyer! <laughs> Hello, sir. I-, I would I would like to inquire, which one did you think was the dog? <laughs> oh, the one with your feet with the bushy tail. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, then you'll probably get our vote. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, it was going to be a bit problematic. Thank oh, you. Oh, he already said he was a cat. I've seen cat people. Or a part town, you know. <laughs> oh, and I, I just wanted to check. We can just park a boat anywhere, right? I'm assuming you pay the owner of the slip for docking. Oh, excellent. Port fees, yes. We will go and do that. We definitely paid the owner. Silway, pay yourself. <laughs> um, before we go, I did have one question. <clears throat> um, how far back do your records go, exactly? Well, let's see. There was a fire that was... Um, I think the fire was 3,000 years ago. Uh, so, uh, you think about that far? Perhaps this is not something you would be able to do tonight, but I'm, I'm looking for records of a particular ship. Maybe it left from here, maybe not. Um, 
It's called the Caliban. Oh, you should seek out the town archives. Town archives. Yes, middle tier. All right. Next to City Hall. They would have records Can't of Can't miss it. Kind of thing. Has a statue of a big pen out front. It's modern art. I don't understand it personally, it's but... interesting choice, but all right. <laughs> to each their own. <laughs> the kids seem to like it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, the kids, they're always... Anyway, oh, all right. Um... <laughs> This archive would have records of, 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 of ships in and out of the harbour. Uh, this is where I'd be able to find it? Oh, yes. Our, our, our archives here only go back the last hundred years, you see. All right. All right. Desmond, how old are you? <laughs> I don't know. How old am I? How dare you ask such a personal question? <laughs> she ignores him entirely. <laughs> I am... I am in the fit of health. Are you making fun of my hair? Don't look a day over 40, my good man. Look... I'm 72. Thank you. I would have never guessed. Your hair is Wonderful. pretty we strange We looking. don't care. <laughs> don't. Is, there, is there anything else to, that we can do? Yes, I don't know why I'm still talking to you. Thank you for your help. I'm pretty sure Desmond's ship sailed in the last hundred years, and therefore the ship would be in this. I was going to say, that's, very, that's a good point. Well, then come back tomorrow. Tomorrow. I... Apart from us to understand. Yes, very. I would get it once a month, and she'd be very cross with me if I'm late again. Yes, wouldn't want to keep you from pot roast tonight. No, of course not. <laughs> Thank good. you for your help. I'll be back Best tomorrow. Best meal in the world. Yes. You've never had a good pot roast. I just <laughs> don't know if you've lived. The help! All right. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> 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 well, out, out. Out! And he... Shoes you out. As you exit the harbormaster's office, the door slams behind you, and you hear a sharp click of a lock latching. Well, right, so um... What, what are we doing exactly? Trying to do a coffee talk bit, but nobody's biting, so... I have a vested interest in, in perhaps going and taking a look at this archive, but I don't expect all of you to come with me. Uh, Silway, you have business elsewhere. Uh, apparently, I have a family to run or something. The business is falling into... But that we have better things like this. We need the end of the world. Like that's also a thing. We should probably yes, do, very do with that. Well, there was uh, there was the one thing. The harbormaster sent us to the Siliat Estate in Tierfall, and that's where I expect Sildal will be. After I contacted her from the ship, she might have some insights into these uh, these wards and possible next steps. All right, sounds like a plan. What time of day is it right now? It's um, it's sunset. Sunset. I would call it maybe just after sunset. There's still light, mm. but the sun has gone down. Is that something we could do uh, tonight, or is it perhaps too late? It's a short journey to the estate, and ancients don't sleep, so she'll be awake. All right. We could always eat first. It's <laughs> never a time could... not to. I wonder if we showed up at the harbour master's uh, place if he'd invite us <laughs> to the pot <laughs> Yes, that pot roast did sound very it did enticing. Did sound excellent. I'm sure we could find you a wonderful pot roast at any sort of place that sells food yes, here. Perhaps he was just dropping the hint, though, so, so that we would ask if we could come over. No, 
No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, he would not. Will there be food at this uh, summer estate? There, there had better be, although I make no promises. Apparently that my house is in disrepair, but normally there'd be plenty of servants and food, yes. I'd love to see your house, Silway. Well, it's already my house. See, it's the summer house. Yes, but, but a house that you stayed in growing up. I'd love to see a, a part of you. Ooh, okay, well, keep that in mind, and... <laughs> Let's go talk to Sildal again. You start your journey through the winding streets of Tearfall. Unlike Nightfall or Tear, Tearfall is expansive. It's built on a wide plain, with each of the plateaus given a large area. So the estates tend to be more sprawling. The houses on the streets have yards. It is not claustrophobic. It is not oppressive. It's very pleasant. It almost feels languid. As if the entire city is built and designed around these waterfalls. Almost every house, every street, there are open vantage points where you can see the cascading falls. There doesn't seem to be a poor district. Even the harbor was nice. You make your way up to the middle tier, the middle plateau. There's no gate. There are no guards. The houses have just gotten a little bigger. The cobblestone streets are lined with hedges. Short fences run the length of the yard. Children run in the streets, going from house to house. Echoes of laughter and play. You pass commercial districts. You pass the civic center. You see the town hall, four stories high. With minarets. Seems strangely not Tyran. Maybe something out of nightfall or a land far away. Next to that, you see the archive building. Broad, imposing, and out front, a statue of a pen. So very odd. Those damned kids. <laughs> get get off my pen! <laughs> <laughs> On the eastern side of the city, another river flows around the outskirts, with locks guarding the passage from one plateaued tier to the next. You see a long barge slowly making its way through the locks. The road winds around, rises up a hill, and you find yourselves in the upper city. Large, four-story manor houses rise over you. They're almost baroque in their extravagance, with balconies looking over the waterfalls, looking over the floodplain below and the ocean. The fences are taller here. The hedges are taller. You can no longer see inside the yards only the buildings rising higher and higher at the end of one of the streets on the edge of this upper district is a broad house wider than it is tall only three stories but imposing in its size and in the baroque architecture steel gates stand between 20 foot tall hedges and on the gates is the crest of house Sicilioth. The gates, the hedges, the building beyond all seem to be in pristine state. It looks well-maintained. And you can see the flicker of lights in the windows of the upper floors. Only one window has light in it? No, s several of them do. Uh, is the front gate uh, open, or can it be opened? It's closed, but it doesn't seem to be locked. So we will just push right through the, the gate, enter the estate. You enter the estate... And you march up to the door. Ornate, carved, oaken door. 
with the crest of a Siliath carved in the center of it. Is the oaken door locked? The oaken door is locked. Is there a window on the first floor nearby? There is. Um, Sylvia looks at her companion and says, One second. And then she misty steps to the spot inside the window that she can see, and then heads over to the door and unlocks it from the inside, and then invites her companions in. All right, that works. You open the door, and the, the group of you find yourselves in a large well-appointed manor house. Ancient or neat furniture decorate every wall, tapestries, paintings. It's almost ostentatious in its presentation of wealth and power. A staircase rises ahead of you, twisting into the darkness of this three-story room. And there, standing on the landing, is a tall, imposing-looking woman with ebony black skin and long silver hair. Everyone... This is Sildal, which some of you already know. If you'd only knocked, I would have opened the door. Why would I knock? I live here. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Close enough. Hello, Mist. Rotan. Hello. And you are, I believe, Winley and Desmond. <laughs> yeah. I am Sudol Hisiliath. Pleasure to meet you. The pleasure is mine. You have a lovely... Now you have come a long way, and I think you have much to tell me. Yes, my messages were very short, but hopefully you got the gist of it. No, but there is time. Come, I have prepared supper. See, I told you there'd be food. And she leads you not into the dining room, but into the kitchen, where there is a long table set. You're guessing this was once, or is, the servant's table, where they would dine. And she has laid out plates of, looks like curried goat, lentils, and wine. I have sent away the staff, Sylvie. You understand it would be inappropriate if they knew you were here. Would it be? Tell me why. You are not welcome in this house. Per your mother's orders, you know this. Uh, is she the one who told everyone I was dead? <sighs> that was me. Really? Why would you tell everyone that? It is better to be dead than to be disowned. One can come back from the dead. Hmm. Always the, st the strategic mind. Someone has to be. Please, eat. Well, Silway sits down and invites everyone else to sit as well. Rotan will sit and dig in. So. Does your raccoon need something special? Is this your pet? Um, <laughs> no, my son just needs a chair and food, like the rest of us. I see. Very well. Perhaps a booster seat. What's the matter, Sildal? Haven't you ever seen the larval stage of a gnome? <laughs> Charming as ever, mist on the river. Um, thank you. Th thank you so much. It's very appreciated. You see Sildal just extend her hand and waves over a chair, which slides across the floor and parks itself at the table. There you go, darling. <laughs> Sit on the magical chair. Now... Will one of you tell me what happened to the sky? I'm not sure we'd know what happened to the sky. I don't entirely understand it. She looks pointedly at you, Mist. Honestly, I was think I was hoping you would tell me. Because I did, you know, the thing. We went. We, uh, uh, got starred dead. Supercharged the you-know-what. And suddenly the sun's rising in the wrong spot. Hmm. Curious. So this happened after you charged the shard, and you have the shard with you. Of course. Well, this is excellent news. 
Indu, however, got away. Yes, I know. The third seal has been broken, but you knew that. So we're going to need to reapply some of those. Re... I... You think such things possible? Well, uh... Given the stuff I've seen in the last couple months, yeah. (laughs) And you think... You think your shard is the key? I don't know what it is, to be honest. It apparently has the power to relocate worlds or something, so... I do not think the shard did that. I fear there are others who are playing their own game. You're sure you know nothing of this? I can tell you what I was told, and that was that by charging the shard, by draining the power away from Starge's shard, I transported the world, or at least this continent, to another one. Hmm. Now, you might think, oh, somebody lied to you, Mist on the River, but the being what told me this literally cannot. It's kind of one of their defining traits. What about you, Roton? And you, Desmond? You have connections to the, well, the outer beings. Have you heard anything? Yes. Timora says we're doing great. These peas are excellent, by the way. Those are lentils. (laughs) Oh, maybe you should have uh, more light in here. (laughs) It would not do for others to see so many people in this house. People talk, you understand. They're very big lentils. Uh, No, my my goddess, um, she... We do not have outright conversations. It's more, um, feelings, um, short phrases, um, cues, clues, and, um, guidance. But, um, unfortunately, no light has been shed on this particular matter. Not that I can tell, anyway. Silway has a mouthful of lentils. What about the Council of Shadows? The, the Shadow Five Shadow things? What was that? The Council of what? Oh, oh sorry. Uh, there was, Mist, you said something about a Council of Five Shadows. Didn't Cat say, like, isn't he playing some kind of weird game with other other beings? Yeah, something about Council of Five. Have that note, have those notes around here someplace. Uh, Mist flips through his tome. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, Rogar Sith, Shannok, Kassir... And, uh, uh, Squiddy McFuckface. Kassir? Are you sure? Kassir? Uh, yep. That's, that's what I, that's what I have written here. Hmm. This is... I'm not sure what to make of this, but... I do not think that there's anything to do about it right now. I think Hindu must be our focus. And you believe... You believe the shards could be repaired... I don't fucking know. I'm asking you. You. I mean, I, it is. I've known about these things for what, like three months? You've known about them and the seals and all that kind of stuff for insert number here. So if there's a way to fix it, I mean, somebody made them to begin with. How, how do we make them again? You know, like, like, oh, my shoe got a hole in it. I'll go to the guy who makes shoes because shoes can be made again. So, Soldal takes a very deep breath. <laughs> you can see her visibly relaxing and letting go 
of the spell she was about to cast on me anger <laughs> that you can see behind her eyes Sole has the Same biggest grin on her face and a smirk as she's watching Soldal. Yes, mist on the river. Those seals were made. They were made 12,000 years ago. And you're asking if they could be repaired. I do not know. Nobody here has that magic. That magic has been lost for a very long time. But it could be possible. You may very well have the key. They were forged with a shard of tear, a shard of tear that was lost thanks to the foolishness of Endu's brother. But you have one now, and I don't think you understand the power that you hold in your hand. So spare me your sanctimonious bullshit, your flippant tongue, and let's try to find a solution. Sure, but if you think you're deflating me, know that... I know I don't know what kind of power I'm holding. Because again, this is all new to me. But I also feel like probably could have been a bigger briefing. I told you what I knew. You journeyed to a land locked behind shadows for thousands of years, and you expect what? Accurate intel? I do not have the time to banter and trade words with you. If you want to know more... If you want to discover the secret of the making of the wards, then you are going to have to go elsewhere. You are going to have to go into the heart of the desert, and you are going to have to seek out the Sishans, because they took that secret with them. When Drelatar left here, she took that secret with her to her grave. Mist is writing in his notebook, Go to Sisha. So, Sodal... What's got you so busy that you don't have time to banter with us? Have you ever known me to banter or trade words? You banter quite a bit, as I recall, just with great gravity and pomp. (sighs) This house is falling apart. I am doing what I can to hold it together. The council, the circle, is falling apart. Nightfall is in ruins. The thieves' guilt has run rampant. They control the city now. Most of the elites dead by some catastrophic fire. Whoops. The Rothians are no help. There is a new power rising in the west. An orc king calls himself Gramok off a sanctuary to all those who would join him. He's been busy. Good for him. There are rumblings in the east. The rise of Kassir. Kassir has returned. Fanatics. I have not heard word from Masha Zareen in weeks, a month, maybe more. The land is in chaos. Not to mention whatever it is, the stars, the moon, the sun. So that is what I've been doing. Silway, Isilioth. Have you really fallen so far as to grant me so little respect? Do you think so little of me now? Well... I thought pretty highly of you, and then I saw the state of the warehouse in the docks. And now I wonder, who's running this house anymore? May I interject? I mean, to, to Silway's point, it, it does rather sound like you just listed a bunch of stuff that was bad, and didn't say anything about what you're doing to fix it. Because what we're doing is we're running around 
trying trying to fix it. So so what what are you doing aside from um bad uh, sorry not bantering um ah uh, talking talking with us yes. I don't believe that that is any of your business or any of your concern. Um, uh, I uh, I'm I hate to interject again, but but why not? <laughs> Because you are not of House Cecilia. No, but, I mean, all of the stuff you mentioned, does does that apply <laughs> to House Cecilia? I mean, I, I, I don't think you could, like, just say I, I can't explain what I'm doing to fight the end of the world. And be, because my family's involved. I, I just, I don't... I, I I don't understand, but I hope I hope you would explain that to me at least. And to be clear, uh, those people died uh, from from a from a uh, brain-eating monster, not not from a fire. She looks over at you, Silway. Really, Silway, you do bring the most frustrating people into my life. Frustrating, but effective. At what? Getting under my skin. Yes, that. But also, uh, we, we did liberate that entire island, you realize. We, we ended a 300-year-old evil, we removed the mist from around it, and we transported an entire continent. We were quite effective, actually. Well, bully for you. <laughs> I shall bake you a cake. Thank you. I Is that what you want? That you want a cookie? That sounds You nice. want a pat on the back? All of those things I have been facing actually. down evil for thousands of years. Do I ask for a parade? No. What do you want? You want a good job? Well, good job. I would like to start by you allowing us into your your council, if you will. Meaning, you. I know you've been doing, taking steps to protect the other ancients, protect the others, the other seals, and stop Indu. You, I know you don't just rely on one group of people off doing a thing. So tell us what you've been doing. And what we can do to help, because clearly we've demonstrated our abilities here. I have eyes on other ancients in other cities. I am doing what I can to protect them. I have agents on the lookout for Endu, should he show his head in any of the places detailed on your map. Securing the shard was very important. I have no doubt that Endu wants that shard. He may even need that shard. And he may be trying to hunt you down. Us specifically. You have the shard. Yes. Mist on the river has the shard. You want me to admit my weakness. You want me to admit I don't know everything. Well, here it is. I don't. I did not think strengthening the wards or repairing them was possible. I did not consider it a thing to do. But I think it may be done. And I think... I think you may be the ones to do it. That brings a huge smile to Silway's face. She's just sitting there looking very confident and a little bit smug, actually. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that we are the ones. Is that what this was about? All this was about? You just wanted encouragement? Recognition. Yes. Recognition. Yes, thank you. Um, excuse me. You will not um, go far if you're depending on the acclaim of others for self-worth, little Silver. 
That comes from within. She sits and ponders that for a bit. Ma'am? Yes. Um, <laughs> no, down here. <laughs> yes, little one. Yes. Um, it seems you've been under such a, a large amount of stress. You've been carrying so much on your shoulders, and that's so hard. That's hard for anyone. Even someone as powerful and, and beautiful as you. I would like to offer um, my therapy animal for a hug. If you might like one, studies have shown that being in the presence of animals and, and, and touching them and <laughs> having them love you really helps them um, make you feel better. As I am, don't have much, don't have the knowledge to really be a part of this conversation whatsoever. What I do have is a big, fluffy animal. And, well, who really wins out in the end? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Would you like to touch him? Soldal stands there and just stares at you for a moment. Her expression is inscrutable. And then you see her bend her knees. She does this all very stiffly. But she bends her knees, she reaches down, and she pats Cashew twice on the top of the head. And then straightens back up. Can't you feel his vibrations just rush into you? Yes, he's wonderful. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now... Might I ask, in... Yes, yes, please. <laughs> in, in your opinion, um, what, what do you think we should do next? What do you think our next course of action should be? Were you in our shoes? There are several choices you could make. You could go to one of the places on the map and hope to beat Endu to the punch, prevent him from doing what he's set out to do, or, or I guess try to kill him, should he show his face. But that is a, well, let's just say the odds are not great. Not that I don't have faith in you, but who's to say where he's going? He strikes me as someone of immense power and ability. I think that we will have to hone our own abilities quite a bit more in order to stand a fighting chance. Yes, that is probably prudent. I think the best play is to travel east to Sisha. See what they know. Follow the footsteps of Drelatar. Seek out the Order of Chaos. Yes, I think that's where your answer lies. Sorry, did you say the Order of Chaos? Yes, the Order of Chaos. They are a... They sound lovely. ...group of mages... I guess you could say descended from Drelatar herself, who believe that they are safeguarding chaos magic, and that only through chaos can true balance be achieved. It's Their thinking is circuitous and befuddling at times. It's contradictory and yet curiously compelling. It's They are an odd sort, but they are the guardians of ancient knowledge, so I would 
think they would be the place to start. I didn't know they were real. I thought they were just a story. Well, most stories have an element of truth to them. What kind of a land is Seisha? What what might we expect there? How how should we possibly prepare? Forgive me, I, I my memory is quite foggy. I it no... is an expansive desert to the east. It is a cruel, harsh, barren land, filled with nomads and brigands, pilgrims. There are many ways to die in the desert. I would not cross it without a guide. Desmond looks around at his companions. Are any of you particularly familiar with this land? I was never allowed to go there. No. Not at all. Nope. I grew up underground. (laughs) Right. And I grew up... Well, I don't know where I grew up, but I'm mostly familiar with water, so that's quite the opposite. Though technically, Wendley, you did grow up underground in Sisha, sort of northwest of the city of Sisha. But you don't have any familiarity with the desert. But it's possible you have actually been to the city of Sisha yourself. Because the gnomes did trade with Sisha. Um, could I do like a history or like an insight check? It's, I mean, it's up to you. It's your choice. You yeah. can make a character choice Let's whether see. you did or not. Uh, I rolled a 26. Okay, so we'll say you so, did. Let's say I did. And I have some good information. You do. I mean, you've, you're familiar with the underground caverns and so forth, but uh, crossland desert travel is definitely not your forte. So we should um, seek out a guide of some kind. Any recommendation of where we might find such a person? I know of someone. He has a ranch on the outskirts of town to the east. They call him the cowboy. Ooh. (laughs) Sounds rugged. (laughs) If you follow the eastern road into the foothills, you will find his ranch. He should be able to take you across the desert. Does he want us to pay him? Or should I just drop your name and he'll do whatever I say? Mm, Yes, I think that would be the wise way to go. That's figures. He owes me a favor. I'm not surprised by that. Lentils? Really? I've never seen him this shade of green. (laughs) Yes. Have you not had them before? They are a delicacy to the east. I I thought I had, but apparently not. You haven't received any word of where Endu is, have you? No. Last I heard, he went west to the Shrouded Isle. Did you encounter him there? Oh, yes. I slapped him. Did you now? Yes. And he let you get away with this? Well, I mean, yes. He had some unkind things to say about the ancients of Teeter. He is strong-willed and arrogant and believes that many of Teer's ills were because people did not listen to him. Honestly, he would have driven this town or tear straight into the ground. He would have been the ruin of all. But, you know, men. Men! Rotan agrees. <laughs> nice. Is there any dessert? Is he really the uh, the founder of House Anarath? He said that too. He was. And also the bringer of its ruin. Well, he and Elsko. Quite the pair those brothers were. Who's the bringer of dessert? <laughs> 
If only. So. So. We should seek out this cowboy and tell him drop your name and... Yes. I should think so. And then, when you find what you're looking for, if you find what you're looking for, then I suppose we repair the wards. Somehow. And while we do this, you will work to protect the other ancients and other seals? I have been trying, but as I told you, there are... My reach wanes. My agents are overwhelmed. New threats rise in all corners. In fact, in the corridor right now, there are rumors of another power rising to beset the Overseer. And, well, that could be calamitous. Sorry, the who? The Overseer. He is an ancient who, well, oversees the city. He is... Oh, he is a particularly odious man, but... I would rather the fool I know over mob rule. Could be he is a target of Endu as well. He is an ancient. Anyway, not sure that's your concern, but... Well, we have a plan then. To the east, to Sisha. I love how all the ancients are either, like, going around murdering each other, or just, like, <laughs> very casually cruel to each other. <laughs> They're just so over this world. Like, they're, they're nowhere in between, though. It's like 12,000 years of <laughs> passive aggression. <laughs> All built up. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. This is going to come off as ironic, but... If you want cake, there is a carrot cake in the cupboard. <laughs> uh, not a lentil cake. <laughs> Who on earth would make a cake of lentils? So he's actually like. laughing for the first time in who knows how long. <laughs> thank you. Lovely, thank you. Yes, I have plenty of knives to cut it with. <laughs> I should not tarry here long, but you are free to stay as long as you wish. Though I would try to keep your comings and goings to a minimum. Hypothetically speaking, if I was to, you know, wander the city announcing my name to random guards, let's say, um, would that cause any kind of problem? I would make it my business that you are not to be believed. Hmm. Good to know. Good to know. I would advise against it because I would hate to have you thrown in prison again. I would hate that as well. That would be a, an annoying distraction before I escape. I've acquired some skills since the last time I was in prison. Yes, I was going to say, Archie is far from here. He cannot get you out at this time. Is he still in the corridor? He is. Is he still uh, a friend? Still a friend. Very good. Good to know. So, if there's nothing else, I will leave you to finish your meal. I suppose we can use this as our place of operations for a few days while we prepare. Yes, um, thank you. Um, for the hospitality. It is what an Asiliath should do. And she bows her head to you. And then walks out of the room. Uh, do you think we should have mentioned the god who was asleep on his job to her? Uh, better have bigger problems for this house than a sleeping guard, I think. Yes, well... Well, I, I suppose we rest, eat, and prepare. And then go meet this cowboy. Yes. 
Sounds like an excellent plan to me, yes. Exhausted from your journey, the group of you find rooms that have been have been made for you, have been set for you. Beds are made, washing basins are set out. Each of you have your own individual rooms in this large and lavish estate. All of the bedrooms look toward the rear of the estate, out over the city, out over the waterfall, and you see the flickering lights of the ships and the harbor far below. You sleep well. It's good to be in a nice, comfortable bed. You wake the next morning. You find that there is tea waiting for you in a pot that magically keeps itself warm. You wake to find in the rear of the house there is a veranda that overlooks the Great Fall, the harbor, the town. The view is spectacular. The sun is rising up over the horizon. The orange light dances off the water far below and off the waterfall almost immediately to your right. You feel like you could reach out and touch it. And you see standing out there, sipping a cup of tea, staring into the distance, is Silway. Uh, so did everyone sleep well last night? Oh, yes. Quite well. Quite a change from yes. the island and the boat. Very good. Yes, your, your summer house is um, absolutely breathtaking. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I did not sleep at all. Um, I, I was awake all night, thinking, I cannot go to Sisha with you. What? I, there is too much that I need to do here. There are things that I need to put right, and rebuild, and I need to do those things before anything else. So I am going to stay here, in Tirval, with this, with the ship. But I want you all to continue the mission that we have. And I'll do everything I can to support it from here. And she sighs and is like staring straight out at the the ocean, like, not making any kind of eye contact with anybody. Silway, are you sure? No. But it's the decision that I've made. Well, I, um, I hate it. But I understand it. And this isn't a goodbye, it's a see you later. Yes? Yes. Absolutely. I will be here. Oh, shame is not so! Gruber! Gruber, no, this... Don't make it more awkward than it is. Oh, don't! Go. He's just bawling. So I cast silence on Gruber. So he is silently crying. Oh my god! <laughs> that might be worse. Just standing next to someone who's silently <laughs> sobbing. You know what? You're right. It's super awkward now. <laughs> 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 sobbing wordlessly. So she she dismisses the song. Oh my god. <laughs> And you didn't even turn yourself into a plant that time. Oh, 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 Wendley. It's okay, darling. Come here, Cashew. Therapy session. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper, like, kneels down and grabs Cashew in one arm and Winley in the other. And it's just, his back is to you, Silway, so you can see Winley's face. And he just continues to sob. You're just making it harder than it needs to be. Desmond um, walks over to Silway and um, just kind of smiles and puts a hand on her shoulder and just says, um, you know, the two of us will always have a special bond. After all, the goddess has shown her light on us both. 
I suppose she had us, hasn't she? I believe that that always connects us. We will stay connected. Like, this is not a goodbye. This, this is a temporary parting. I, I will be here. I will be with the ship. And I will be in contact. I, I've been working on my, my message spell. It's, I can do long ranges now. I can, I can stay in touch. <laughs> I know that we will see each other again. I would tell you to stay out of trouble, but I know that that's not good. No, I will be finding trouble, I promise. Good, good. <laughs> we would expect nothing less when they extend her small, known paw in hopes that Silway will take it. You can see Silway getting like visibly more uncomfortable, like the more emotional <laughs> things get. Um, but she is doing her best. She is staying here. She is. She reaches out and she does grab the little paw. <laughs> Not sure what to do with it, but she's doing her best. I'm so grateful for you and your friendship and your understanding of me as a person. I look forward to our adventures in the future. When she comes up close to Silway's ear, she takes a small bottle of acid. If you were short with your acid stash, here to remind you okay so that that broke her a little bit now she's like <laughs> holding back a tear like acid she gave me her acid <laughs> I, I thank thank you thank you really i will treasure it i, I think or better use it on someone oh good yes good i was, I was worried i couldn't use it because it was a special okay yes, yes. <laughs> they can cherish the scars I will find someone very worthy to throw it at. Yes. Good. Silway. Yes, yes. I'm going to miss you. Uh, I'm I'm going to miss you too, Rata. If you see a gold necklace that does not belong to you, lying in a place where nobody can see you, what what do we say? I'm not a thief, Rota. That's right. And and he gives you a hug. (laughs) Like a great big bear hug. She's not sure what to do with that either, so she kind of like stands there and like receives the hug like, with her arms pinned to her side. You're going to do great, I am sure. I hope so. I'm not even sure what exactly I'm doing, but it'll be great. It'll be great. Thank you. Uh... And Rotan steps back, and Silway's standing there with mist across from her. What? <laughs> and, and Rotan says, I'm sorry, my face is very wet. <laughs> he like turns and then goes, goes off to a corner of the room. We'll be in touch, right? You'll, you'll, you'll come back. We'll see each other again. I mean, if we don't get killed, don't, you know, there's that. Please don't get killed. All right, enough mushy stuff. Everyone back in the house. Everyone back in the house. You all, you all can go back in the house. I, I am going to return to the ship. Um, Please, please... Don't tell Sodal about this. I want her to believe that I'm with you until she inevitably figures it out on her own. But at least we can delay that for a little bit. I will make sure I do not run into her so that in case she asks me, I will not tell her. Thank you, Rotan. The group of you turn from her. Walk back towards the manor house. Rotan, you're the last one in the door. No, Mist is the last one in the door. Or Mist turns invisible and... Let's everybody go in ahead of him. You know I can detect magic, right? Mist vanishes. 
once Mist is convinced that everyone is back in the house, he dismisses the spell standing right and reappears standing right next to Silway. Grabs her by the hand and puts her hand up on his head between his ears. She she scritches the ears kind of cautiously. You tell no one. I can keep a secret. Damn Skippy, you can. And she is holding back tears again at this point. Just like Amanda is. <laughs> and then Miss turns, walks to the house, and you look back over your shoulder, and you see Silway standing there, silhouetted against the sun, looking a little bit taller, a little bit older, and a little better than she ever has. with Silway again? I hope so. But the only way to know is to come back for the next multi-class theater. everything I said before about Rod. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Yay. Yay. Wow. Yay. Oh my god. Wow, okay. wow, wow. Oh. <sighs> I had no idea how that was going to go. Um, well, it, uh... I love this group. This is that great group. That was nice, guys. <laughs> that was <gasps> nice. Okay. Uh <sighs> okay. Gods, we hate Sildal. Um <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> I I will make happily her, make her f- use my aura to resist any check she sets my way. <laughs> I swear to God, like you make her so much worse than she is. Like I like this character, and you turn her into such a demon. <laughs> I I don't like. Obviously, we had some pre-existing tension. Mist was trying to work past it. Hey, uh, what about repairing the shards? Is that an option? Our uh, group. Do you think you can? I don't know. I'm asking. This is me. Vi- well, to be fair to Sadal, we do hey, have authority fuck issues. You. <laughs> we do have issues. With authority. <laughs> you do. You very much do. You well, very yeah, much do. All of you do. Her mistake. It's not just Silway. All of you trying to be an authority. <laughs> hey, Winley. Winley gave nothing but mad respect. Okay, and therapeutic techniques. This so. is true. And Desmond was nothing but his polite self. Desmond well, thinks yeah. she's cool. I mean, the- yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I... But yes. No. You're right. The, the, the three of you do have issues with authority. <laughs> so I did find it. I was. I was like waiting for Winley to like. All right. Well, you talked back to Catsith, and <laughs> this one's at least as haughty. Okay, so, but Catsith uh, nope, was nope. personal, and Catsith, I, Catsith, no, <laughs> was rude as hell. <laughs> and you know what? I also have this. You know. Speaking as Rachel, just knocked a pushy thingy in my brainy, and I, I, it was some sort of, like, wavelength of of tension. Okay. I'm I'm I am, I am saying that, 
like with no malice or anything. No. Well, I, I mean, honestly, I'm happy to hear that because I'm happy to hear that Katzeth gets under your skin. Just like I'm happy to hear that Akrataki gets under Cassie's skin. It... Huh. Boy, does he. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. yeah. And even Suldal getting under your skin is, I mean, this is who she is. That's the haughtiness, the dismissiveness, the, yeah, that's who she is. I mean, it's, it sucks to make her the villain because I do like her. And her intentions are good, but I get it. I'll happily play the villain to it, so. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was about to say, if you summon her right back, <laughs> you'd be like, oh, what? Wait, no. I thought I just did this. <laughs> Sorry, I want to redo that thing. goodbye. Hold on a second. Yeah. So, so do you hang up or, or do you... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I thought I was closing this out, but I think I just shared my screen. <laughs> i'm not having nightmares now as soon as we get to the northern town i'm definitely getting a raccoon mermaid as a figurehead decided yes it's such a good idea i think it's perfect i'm gonna draw that it's like it's canine showing like a fearsome or since it's yeah. those are those are magical figureheads they make up there, right? Yes. So I think when it's in port and still, it's just like hanging there limply, and then when it's when it's moving, he like spreads his arms out. If you go into um, if you go into D and D Beyond, um, and look at Ghosts of Saltmarsh, oh my god, there is uh, <laughs> appendixes in the back which have all of this stuff in there, mm. so you can and. Feel free to outfit your ship, and you can. There is magic fi- figureheads you can choose from that do s- different things. Cassie? Like basically, the oh the boat gets a character sheet. How did you find a mermaid raccoon picture like within five seconds of me so mentioning it, Cassie? Freaking fast! Because <laughs> I knew oh, it shit. existed. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you for that. Hang on, I've got on, a link on your something. desktop. Did it exist on your desktop? <laughs> yeah, you know. That was really freaking. Oh, Hang wow. on, I've got a good sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, oh my gosh. gosh I like how the website is look human like this is what humans wear <laughs> some alien be like oh my gosh there's little the trash little mermaid trash. pins the little trash this was a this is a great google search 10 out of 10 would recommend oh my gosh I, guys I need this sweatshirt like everything has changed the, the game trash. changed <laughs> Oh, you could even get it in a little onesie oh. to put on your raccoon. <laughs> I'm going it was, to go it grab was too mine. much for Mike. It was too much. <laughs> it is overwhelming. 